So as we think about insight, it really is kind of a new aha for us. It's a moment where we are capable of building completely new patterns in our brain that we never had before. Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall. I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant, and this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. And really glad you could join us for this episode of the Leadership Gym podcast. Hey, listen, an important part of leadership is knowing how to give feedback, knowing how to interact with people in ways that can help them be better. If we can't give feedback well, we seriously inhibit our ability to lead anything or anyone. But for most of us, feedback doesn't reach the goals we had for it. It doesn't do the things we intended when we started to think about giving it. We think by telling someone how to improve, that they actually will improve. More often than not though, they just resent being criticized and wonder why you always focus on the stuff they do wrong. You don't have to live like this or lead like this. I have a free video that will take you through a process for feedback. It'll help you understand what's happening in someone else's brain when you're giving feedback to them. It'll help you structure it in a way that really does help them improve. Whatever it is they would like to get better at, your feedback can matter to them if you organize it and deliver it the right way. And if you want to make your feedback matter more, go to leadershipgym.com slash feedback. Leadershipgym.com forward slash feedback. This will make a difference in how you lead and how much impact you can have on others. You'll find a completely free video there that changes the way you think about feedback, maybe forever. Okay, in this episode, I am going to do a few things. I'm going to explain a little bit about insight and why it matters so much to us as humans. We're going to talk about what insight is in our brain and kind of how it happens. And I'm going to give you four steps that will help you create more insight for yourself. Help you create a system for improving virtually anything you do, but specifically improving yourself as a leader. You can use these four steps to completely change your future. And most of the really great leaders I've worked with have used these steps to make a difference in their leadership and even in their happiness, the quality of life they have. It's not just about being a better leader. It is about better leadership being part of a really cool life that we get to create for ourselves. It's one of the most rewarding things we do, but doing it at a higher level can make a significant difference in, in how we feel about it and how happy we are while we're doing it. Okay, so let's talk about this insight thing a little bit. Insight is, gosh, one of the most powerful forces on the planet, I think. It is just one of the things that has the capacity to completely change the world. Certainly our individual world, and who knows, maybe the collective world. Nothing really changes anywhere, anytime, any place in any human until insight happens. 
And if we think about this concept as it being the beginning of any sort of change, and certainly any meaningful change, then why don't we just have more of it? And then we have to figure out how to use the insight that we have. Both of those things are important because we could go a week and have no insight. We could also go a week and have lots of insights and never use any of them. So we want to make sure that we're doing both of those things. Insight is actually the most active thing our brain does. If you look at just the oscillations of brain activity, the waves that happen in our brain, the frequencies of those are higher during insight than almost anything else we do. It is when our brain is most awake, most excited, most energized, most intense. It is the thing that, that leads to those moments in our life that we remember, hang on to, uh, cherish, that, that start us in a new direction. So as we think about insight, it really is kind of a new aha for us. It's a moment where we are capable of building completely new patterns in our brain that we never had before. It is the beginning of new neural networks, new understandings, new possibilities. It is that moment when we have complete and utter clarity on what's right or what's next. I can think about this even from a personal perspective. As we go through this process of literally transforming the work that I do and the business that I do into an online opportunity for us to help more leaders, you know, first there's that moment where you think, hey, what if I tried this? Or maybe there's a way to get this done. Maybe I really can impact more people in more places, in more ways that I would never get to touch by creating a set of resources and tools online. Maybe I really can create a community of leaders that are getting better every day, that are exploring new ways to impact people, to make a bigger difference, to, to have more change happen because of how they showed up. Maybe I really can do that with an online business in a, in a virtual way that people can come use resources to, to change their world and also the world of everyone they get to lead. Maybe I really can do that. So you have those thoughts. And then as you start to explore those possibilities, things begin to crystallize for you. Okay, this might be how I do it. And maybe I need to start a podcast and, and get that message out there. Have that kind of weekly conversation as I start to think about it, about leadership with people that want to get better, with people that want to matter more to others and make a bigger difference in their life. So as you start to have those things, then you start to think about all of the details under that. Well, heck, can I record a podcast every week? I mean, that seems like a lot of time and energy. <laughs> can I do that? Is that something that, that I can make happen? How do I organize that work? What tools do I use? What resources? What technology? You get into all of the details under that. And you think about all of the other stuff that we're doing inside the leadership gym. We're building videos. We call them video leadership workouts every week for people to go into. There are fitness plans that are detailed worksheets that people go through and, and actually execute the exercises that help them practice leadership and, and get those concepts into play for themselves rather than just have them be intellectual things. But all of that, every piece of material, every piece of content, every concept about how we organize the site, how we get it to people, how we talk about it out there in the world, started with an insight. 
Every single thing that we do is new, starts with an aha. I could try this. Maybe I should do that. What if I gave this a shot? It is the, the moment where we begin to create completely new things in the world that have never happened. As I coach leaders and managers, one of my goals as I work with them is to help them create some insight so that they can form a new picture of the future and understand, think about, consider the new activities, the new actions, the new steps that might help them move toward that picture. That's essentially what coaching is, and it's an opportunity to do that for other humans. Insight even makes us happier. As I mentioned earlier, part of this is about happiness. Insight makes us happier and more motivated. We, we get to experience you know, brain chemicals, dopamine and norepinephrine as it happens for us. As we have insight, those things get released into our brain. And people that are motivated and, and moving towards something, and sometimes these, these chemicals are actually what sort of cause that in our brain, the, this excitement, this motivation, this energy. People that are moving towards something with that kind of energy are simply happier. We think sometimes that we're happier when we're relaxing or when we are taking a break or when we are comfortable. And the reality is that we are at our happiest. If you go back to spots in your life where you were really happy, or if you notice moments, even little moments in your week where you're happy, it's often the times that you are excited about moving towards something, excited about a possibility in the future, excited about the work that you're doing and the impact that it could have, the potential of the work that we do is almost as exciting to us as the actual impact of the work that we do. Go find a human that's completely fulfilled and they're working on things that are meaningful and they are having insights around how to make them happen more effectively. We're actually happier during periods of insight than we are at the moment of achievement in many cases. So. If insight's a thing that we should have, if it's a moment of intense activity for our brain that creates new possibilities, new neural networks, and, and really is the beginning of all things that might happen for us or that we might be able to make different in our world, how do we consistently create insight for ourselves? Because if it's, if it's that good, like if insight matters to us and our future that much, we don't want to go a week without it. And we certainly don't want to just live in our world and hope it finds us. Hope that, you know, as we're sitting in the chair with the TV on, some insight seeks us out. It is certainly possible that we have insights while we're doing those things. I just don't want to leave this to chance for ourselves. I want to make sure that, that we create a world where we get to have insights, where they didn't maybe show up for us that week, but we caused them. We made sure that they were in our week, even if some insight didn't just stumble across our path or find us in some way. And so step one, the thing that we want to make sure that we do first is put questions in front of ourselves on a regular basis that we want to wrestle with. Like, if I could do one thing better for myself, my team, my business, what would make the most difference? Other questions that we might think about that will do us good to ponder, to consider, to think deeply about. You might have dozens of them. And if you don't, writing these down, sort of 
keeping these questions handy and allowing ourselves to, to do battle with them in some sense on a weekly basis is really important. And, and think about the most important ones. And they could be things that you want in your world. You could ask questions like, hey, how do I have a better relationship with someone this week? How do I get more joy out of my work this week? What are the things that if I did them consistently would make a tremendous difference in my life in the next 12 months? Wrestling with questions like these create a great deal of insight for us. And yet, we don't do this on purpose intentionally in any sort of an organized way most of the time. And yet, if you find people that are constantly moving toward the sorts of things they want to have in their world, the kind of life they want to create for themselves, they actually do this quite a bit. They may or may not organize it at the same time every day. They may or may not organize it at the same, same time each week. But they are consistently challenging themselves with these kinds of questions. And if we want to make sure it happens... The only way to make sure that it happens is to do it on a weekly or a daily or a monthly basis and to schedule it, to get it into a place where we know it can make a difference for us. So that's one of the first things that we want to make sure th that we do is wrestle with big questions like this that force our brains to think about things that allow us the possibility of insight. And maybe we wouldn't have had it any other way. The second thing that we want to do, the second step in creating insight is writing. Putting things down on paper. And yes, you can use a digital tool if you prefer. If you want to type it into your computer or even capture some notes on your phone, it's possible. It is better to write it longhand because it is a more active activity, because it happens a little slower, because it allows us to process at a little different pace. But either one can work. Certainly writing is one of the ways that helps us crystallize our thoughts and have new ones and understand how our thoughts intersect with each other. I was listening to a podcast this week, and, and the guest was Michael Hyatt. You probably know Michael Hyatt. And if you've been around leadership for any period of time, he uh, has quite a bit of content out there and has been working in that space for years. And one of the things he said, someone asked him, you know, kind of, what do you think about this? And he said, you know, sometimes I get questions like that. What, what do I think about this? And I have to answer them. I'm not sure. I haven't blogged about it yet. And when I first heard that, I thought, well, how can you not know what you think already, even before you wrote it? But as we think about it in this context, it's absolutely true. Because writing, even if it's typing, writing is where I crystallize some of the higher level thoughts I had. It's where I turn them into a more detailed picture of the thing for myself. It's where I get clarity because I get to have my competing thoughts work themselves out. It's where I, I make things more accurate for myself because I'm able to use more of my brain as I process that information in a more complete way. 
So writing is one of the things that, that makes a big difference for us in creating insights. As I've started to blog more, as I write to outline podcasts, as I write material that, that forms the foundation for all of our content, of course I've had uh, approaches, ideas, concepts, models in place for years for a lot of this stuff. I've been teaching it in workshops live in front of lots of people. But writing it down actually adds a different level of detail to it, a different level of understanding for myself and others as I go through that work. I've actually been a little bit amazed about how these concepts can come together and integrate and be explained more effectively because of the writing that I've done. We simply organize and crystallize thoughts when we write. And we also get to take ownership of the work. Once we've written something, we come across something that psychologists call confirmation, or sorry, ownership bias, not confirmation bias. That's different. Probably a whole other podcast episode. But ownership bias, which means that we've had a hand in creating this thing because we applied part of ourselves to it as we write it, as we put it down on paper, or as we type it into our computer. And so now this is my stuff. I connect with it a little bit differently. So we think more completely, more deeply when we write. We ponder things at a different level as we go through it in that level of detail. I, I even have a full uh, podcast episode coming up on how to use journaling as a leadership tool. That'll be out in a few weeks. And we'll actually go deeper into that concept, into how to do it well, how to structure your time there. Some things that can matter for you. I've watched some leaders do it exceptionally well, and I've seen the difference that it makes for them. I've also done some of it myself and been able to experience that difference. Okay, so step one is challenge ourselves with, with tough questions, important questions. Step two is writing, writing down the answers to those things, writing down thoughts we have. Step three is finding new information. And you can call this learning if you like. A lot of people just refer to it as learning. Ultimately, though, it means putting new thoughts, ideas, and perspectives in front of ourselves consciously so that we can connect our current set of thoughts to them and form those new neural networks and pathways that, that now represent for us ideas and concepts and understanding. Let's say that we want to coach people more effectively or get our team to listen to us more or hire better or increase the engagement on our team or work with less stress or have more work-life harmony or anything that a leader might want to work on. You can bombard yourself with ideas around these concepts. You can go immerse yourself in outside information in a way that wasn't even possible for leaders 20 years ago which is another reason why we shouldn't be leading like we might have been 20 years ago. There's, there's too many new ideas, new, new concepts out there that we haven't experienced yet. And maybe they're not completely new to the world, but let's go find some that might be new to us. You know, as, as humans, we kind of hang on to our past and look for the answers there. We look for answers in our own experience. And that's a mistake for us in a lot of cases because we already know those things. Challenging our past experience with new ideas, new thoughts, new concepts, new things that other people have thought that may be contrary or different or complementary but organized in a little different way, that 
is how we get to create new insights for ourselves, not just by exploring our own experience again. Now, as we go through a process like this, of course, we come across a lot of junk. There's a lot of stuff out there that isn't valuable, that doesn't resonate with us, that, that we shouldn't put into practice, that isn't the right approach, that isn't a good way to go about doing the things that we're exploring, especially around leadership and management. I almost think that sometimes as I look at what's out there, there's as much bad information, bad advice, as there is good information or good advice. And so, yes, we have to sort through it. But that's part of how we decide what's right and best and will work for us and will connect most with the kind of leader we want to be. And that's why it's important for us to go explore it because there are things out there we haven't thought about yet, haven't considered yet, that can make us better, that can matter more for our team, that can matter more for us. We can use podcasts or blogs or books or audible books or videos and it's all right there at our fingertips. And if we don't have a weekly routine of finding and exploring new information that might be helpful to us, why not? Would you want your kid or a member of your team to think the same way in a month that they do now? Or would you want them to improve how they think about a certain thing by putting lots of other ideas in front of themselves and analyzing them too? So much of what we do as leaders is about helping people change their thoughts with our thoughts. Sometimes we even do that badly, but the intent is to have them think differently because we think it will make them more effective. And yet as humans, we kind of protect what we already believe at the expense of improving ourselves. Well, I don't want to go explore ideas from that person because I don't agree with how they think. Or I don't want to go explore new ideas because I'm really comfortable with the ones I already have. None of that helps us be more effective as a leader. And that's not to say we have to go immerse ourselves constantly in, in things that are counter to the core beliefs that we have. I'm not saying that. I am saying open ourselves to all sorts of ideas about the things we want to get better at because it gives us more possibilities to get better. And that's what we want to make sure we have in as part of our system in our week, not just something that, again, if I happen to come across it. No, I'm going to plan to come across it. Now, following these three steps, we need to do a fourth step, which is plan and schedule it. And I want you to actually take a second, if you haven't done it, right after this episode and, and go listen to episode 10. You can find it at leadershipgym.com forward slash 10, or you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you found us in the first place. But it's about practice. It's about the importance of practice around leadership, and it'll connect really well with what we're talking about here. But as I mentioned, even as I was talking about step one, the next thing for us to do is plan and schedule these three steps in our world. When am I going to wrestle with big questions and what questions am I going to wrestle with? Where am I going to write things down? How am I going to put that, capture those things? And when am I going to do that? Where am I going to go find new information? And where's my time during the week or during the day to go explore it? Which podcasts am I going to listen to? Which books am I going to read? Which blogs am I going to read? How am I going to go find them? How much time am I going to spend on it? Until we get to this step. 
we've only had possibilities. We haven't had any sort of actualities or activities. And that's where the learning, the change, the improvement, the growth actually happens. And so make sure that we don't just hope we'll have some insights, think about some things we could do, but then not take the action necessary to actually cause insight for ourselves during our week. As leaders, we have to go beyond thinking that we want to do these things, build a process and a routine that help us do these things and ensure that we have some insight in our world. Our future selves are counting on us having some insight. And so is our team, our family, and others that we might influence along the way. Hey, if you are enjoying this podcast, do us a favor and give us a review. I hope it's a five-star review. I hope we're delivering that kind of quality. Help us reach some more people that might benefit from the message, from the words, from the ideas, from the concept that we're, we're tossing out into the world here. And also subscribe so that you make sure that you don't miss an episode. We want to help more people and you can help us do that by doing those two things. Now go build a working system that ensures that you get to have new insights and then go make a difference. 